How goes it, man? How are you doing? My little goblin. So what was he for uh for Halloween? We went like literally day of like two blocks down to the spirit store and got him like a little dog costume. Because <laughs> he just <laughs> loves dogs. Okay. And Dana was like, we, we didn't want to do any trick or treat or anything. But she, I think at the last minute she's like, fuck, we need to have a picture. Yeah. Yeah. For a sure. picture. And I was like, okay, fuck, yeah. let's go down and get the Get the costume, put him in it for ten minutes, and that's yeah. Because if you have the picture, you can at least make up the story later. He'll he'll never remember that part, but right. he'll definitely remember that picture. Like, oh, okay, so and, you know, we took him over to my parents, and he got to play around inside, and we basically answered the door for them for trick or treaters that came around. Oh, right on, right on. That's good. So, did you survive your color guard weekends? Was it multiple weekends? It I know a, the was, weekend before was supposed to be crazy. Yeah, it was back to back, and then we had a break. Uh, break this weekend, and then on the ninth, we were back at it. Uh, yeah, man, it was a. Uh, it was. It, it, it's just such a. It's like the waking up at three. Got to be on the bus by five. We don't get back until you know in the evening of the you know later oh that day God. so it's it's a lot it's a lot of hurry up and stop since it's the whole band even though the color guard goes on when the band does a marching part there's still symphonics and all the rest of the band stuff kind of goes throughout the day there's different competitions and stuff and so it gets drawn out so regardless if somebody has to perform at nine or seven in the morning everybody gotta be there the whole busload of kids and everybody uh, gotta be there and ready and it's a lot of hurry up and waiting and hey oh god hurry up and wait yeah man it's it's a trip it's a trip okay Show. <laughs> so we are on what episode seven, right? It's episode seven, the and, announcement. And this is at the end of an arc. So it's yes. like three and then three, and this is the aftermath of that arc that we're dealing with here. Yeah. So I would say, even though everything was touched on fairly in the first few episodes, we kind of gave us the idea of the overall chess pieces that we're dealing with mm -hmm. which were laid out pretty nicely uh -huh. we just learned basic moves only um, which all we kind of needed and what side of the board they were on that's what we started off with with the first few episodes slowly but surely we learned our pieces and on one side of the board with the rebels we learned more details as far as the movements and different techniques to use with the pieces and with the way they moved almost getting the best out of those pieces and that's what we had for the most part with four, five, and six. Yes. And, and so even though seven is the aftermath of the heist, that was a beautiful mess. <laughs> we are now on the other side of the board and we're seeing how those other pieces are being stacked. Yes. So we're getting we, we a revisit. Get to, we get to see the fallout. Cause like I, I like you was sort of like scrubbing and reviewing the episode. Cause it's like been a week at least. Yeah. And like, I, I'm looking at like scene note, taking notes per mm -hmm. scene, like da, da 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 da. Dude, it's like the end of the episode before we even get back to Andor. Like this, it's the second yeah. half, right? Right, right. 
so it's it's all the other actors the other chess pieces being like oh it happened mm -hmm. and and either it's it's fascinating like the very first scene is mon mothma and luthan mm -hmm. and she's just like what the fuck did you do <laughs> right. Right? right and she's like this is gonna cause so many problems but he's like you wanted a fucking rebellion like it's not gonna be all nice and clean i know you want to get money to do things but like he's like people are gonna suffer and he's like that's the fucking point like right he's like you can't tiptoe your way around this thing forever like at some point it's it's very i, I love that conversation because it, it's it's so true to current situations with our with our situation kind of as a society you know that we're kind of dealing with now the whole concept of if you you know if you're gonna boil a um, a lobster or a crab yes. you turn up the the heat slowly mm -hmm. that way the tolerance is like you know it'll kind of offset being uncomfortable it'll offset it as long as it's in small increments but if you turn that thing on boiling it'll jump out or react and right. so so you don't get a reaction the slow boil is the way to get you know to cook mm -hmm. your dinner I was amazed how they managed to use the, the, the saying of, you know, what is it, uh, boiling a frog, right? Because mm -hmm. that's where it comes from. You boil it super fast, the frog jumps out. You boil right. it slowly, the frog never jumps out and dies. Right. They managed to convey that without referencing a frog. Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Right? Uh, so, yeah, that, that whole, yeah, that, that scene was so great because it was just like, yeah, this is not going to be clean. Like, and even and even though they're having this conversation they were miming a whole other conversation so when back turn face frowns up truth comes out mm -hmm. when facing the driver that's suspected to be you know spying a, on a, her. a spying on her there's smiles the words are still you know talking to their conversation that's kind of a private conversation but the gestures are are lively and there's this presence but i just love how speak 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 truth 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 turn around speak 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 truth 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 turn around uh-huh uh, it was just like wow it, like who they didn't have to do that they didn't have to do that that was for us it, right? it, was, for, it was for the driver but it was for us too yeah and I appreciate it. Yeah, and I love the tension that Mon Mothma is basically under all the time. Yes. Like, I, I've been trying to, like, tease out, like, sort of what... Because what genre she's in, mm -hmm. right? Because, and I, and I think it, it mutates between which character we're following at what time, right? Like, for the heist, it's a heist genre, right? Right. But for Mon Mothma, it's... I, I keep wanting to say, like, a, a suspense thriller. It might just be a suspense, not a suspense thriller, because usually with a thriller, there's action and explosions. And we do have that, but not within Mon Mothma's. It's just suspense. It's like, when am I going to be caught? Right. Um, uh, yeah, it... <sighs> I really appreciate that her whole struggle and it's going to be interesting to see I think her dealing with the people are going to suffer because I think she somewhat naively wants to think that there is a solution to this that is political 
right that is not gonna lead to massive bloodshed and it's like sorry yeah. probably not gonna be the case and and to Luthen's point I, I think within that scene you know they're like she makes the point about you know people are gonna suffer and the next item he shows her is like that spiked war club mm-hmm. to hammer home the point like look this is where we're going mm-hmm. this is where we're going sorry like and she was they, like i think i don't i won't have anything <laughs> i think i think i won't take anything yeah she's like i don't want that and he's like it's mm, all i got <laughs> right right um I think I, I love how they show how even though she's not on the ground level of this, she's very far removed from it, even though she's really a big part of it. It shows her side of it. It shows her, you know, what she's going through, how she's dealing with it, the tension that she has. And because and, usually with stuff like that, you only see the person who's clipping the wires, right? You don't see mm-hmm. the stress and the and the situation of the person on the phone saying, hey, the red wire first, then black, then yellow, then green. Right. You know, like they're so far removed, they're concerned, but they're not the one sweating with the little clippers trying to clip the wires. Yeah. And so it's neat to see her on the other side of the phone sweating as well. Because she yeah. has stakes in it as well. Even oh, though she's yeah. not the one in the in the blast fire. She still, you know, she still has stakes in it. And I think it's just very interesting, not only with that, but also with her family and how she's moving within her family. You don't know what her family is to her. Like, we learn a little bit more as far as, like, you know, situation with her, her husband. Uh, but even with her daughter, this is just so well written and thought out. And... Even if all this stuff doesn't necessarily tie together all the way, or if it doesn't necessarily lead to anything, because it still adds to her. It still adds to her frustration and situation, regardless if if it gets stretched out any further than it already is. So I'm I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. But regardless if we know why the daughter's acting that way, regardless if we know why the husband's acting that way, we see what that means to her in the moment. And so I love that we get to at least understand where all this is coming from versus just her being nervous and we don't know exactly what's it, like everything. She can't trust her daughter. She can't trust the driver. She can't trust her coworker. She, has- she can't trust her husband. And she always have to be on. She yes. can't even be herself at home. Yeah, she has no safe harbor. She has no safe harbor. She can't land nowhere. And for that to always be on her. And then the person that she's, you know, pulling this off with is almost kind of poking at her. Like, like he's enjoying the crazy. He's ghost riding the whip and he's smiling and laughing. And she's kind of like, grab the steering wheel. Like, I don't want to die. And he's just (laughs) like, hey, you got into the car. You know what it is. We're at a side show. You know what it is. And so it's just funny that, you know, he's just so lofty about it and whatever, whatever. Like, you know, hey, this is how we roll. And I, she just and she just wanna live. <laughs> I'd I'd love to see like there's the, the version of the, the show don't show to their to the driver in the shop where Luthen's having to go back and forth between sort of his self and his projected self. Yes. Right? I'd love to see just give them half an hour to just actually just be themselves and go at it 
like yeah. versus the having to put on the face and oh and here's the thing and like because like man luthan luthan's got something burning him up inside yes like yes, i i feel like part of the contrast with mon mothma is she is motivated by genuine concern for people and lofty ideals yes like she's like the empire is bad it is fucking hurting people and it needs to be dismantled and luthan's like fuck those people those people deserve what's coming for them mm -hmm. like so they're coming at it from very different very different directions the other interesting thing and that's the i think it's the scene right after their chat is you're following what is it clia clia it's it's luthan's assistant okay yeah yeah right and it's this point you realize oh she's running the spy network and you know what when i saw her walking down the hall i almost to be honest, I didn't know who she was, and she looked familiar, but I couldn't place her because uh -huh. also because even that one of the girls, yeah, because even one of the girls looked like Deidre, and I was thinking it's not Deidre, and so I was trying to figure out where is she coming from, but I knew it didn't make sense for them to introduce two new people that had this kind of conversation. I didn't know who it was, so yeah. thank you for telling me because, like I said, I I watched the thing, but for some reason, it, it didn't just, click. It didn't click. She didn't look different enough. She, like I said, I didn't put it together, so that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah, and it even took me a second to recognize Val because she was all cleaned up and yeah. dressed up, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that that's oh, okay, that's that's the leader from the heist." Okay, so she got out. She oh, she's getting and she's getting orders of like, yeah, Andor is a loose end. This is Lucen's assistant, Clea. Like he's a loose end. Yeah. Kill him. And like you said, she was cleaned up. Like I didn't recognize that was her either. Like I said, they mm -hmm. looked like them, but they were out of context. So I'm thinking like, am I seeing this wrong? Because she would still be out in the field. So so like I said, okay. So okay, so that was her. So that was Lee. Okay. Yes, that's and funny. the fact that like Clea is like the cold-blooded. We have to do what we have to do to survive. He is a loose end. He needs to be removed. Like he didn't. He didn't jump on board. And I, I think even she would be like, oh, he decided to join. Okay, so he's probationary. <laughs> like we don't trust him yet. Give him a year. Let him do twelve things for us. Then maybe we'll trust him a little bit. And then it's like. Oh, he's out? All right, fucking kill him. I don't care what Luthen said. Like, So so you think Luthen don't know about this? No. Okay. Because Luthen's like, I, I think for whatever reason, he sees something in Andor, which hasn't been articulated yet, but he seems to think like, nah, Andor is going to be a player. Hmm. And she's just like, whatever. He said fucking no. He's a loose end. We need to fucking kill him. And it's like, wow good for you <laughs> like it, as yeah. much as like damn that's fucking cold-blooded as shit right. it's like if you were like had a giant network of people for an underground rebellion at some point you're gonna be like am i gonna risk the whole fucking network for that one person but don't you think that he earned something when he left her the ship and the money and her well, and, and her life well val doesn't seem super on board with it because again, Val is not like, okay, yeah, I'll totally go kill him. There's like, Val's like, oh, I, okay, I guess, I guess we'll go kill him. Mm. Hmm. Like, I think if she does find him, she's going to hesitate. Yeah. She's going to hesitate. But yeah, I think rightfully so, because yeah. what, he didn't really earn the treatment. But mm. no, he was, mo he was more honorable. And I don't think that was relayed 
to Clea. Hmm. I think she's just like, mm, I'm not getting strong signals. Cut them out. Right? Yeah. So I love that. It's also interesting to just see, get to see so much more of Coruscant and all the corridors that they're going through. And, you know, they're doing the signs on the sidewalk and chalk yep. and all that sort of spycraft stuff that I love. The other fun thing, so going back to, I think it was the episode three when they're like in the car shop right and they see, sneak up behind cyril mm-hmm. and they do the classic thing the horror movie framing where cyril's looking off cameras the <laughs> open space but if you look at that scene with val and clea they're doing the same sort of framing clea mm-hmm. is framed way off on the left looking off right. and val is like almost center frame but again looking off to the side and it's just it makes for an uncomfortable viewing which mm-hmm. goes along with what they're doing, which Val is like, oh, it's not, 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 not cool with this. And we're like, oh, shit, she's going to go send her to go kill Cassian. Right. So, again, cinematography is just on on point. The, the amazing thing with the show is, like, with other shows, you can, like, nitpick, like, production stuff, um, you know, the cinematography. Like, I was listening to one of your... Uh, tangents with drew talking about uh medea um, oh tyler kind of, perry and his production <laughs> his, like his production stuff like he and i saw a thing i swear like yesterday where he's like no i intentionally like have cheap productions so i can keep my cost down because i'm mm-hmm. a black producer and all this sort of stuff like, mm-hmm. so but like this show like they're not skimping creatively in the cinematography their set design is amazing their casting is really good like everything is just working so we just get to talk about the story mm-hmm. which also is like hitting it out of the park so god damn I, i've got lieutenant uh deidre up on my screen right now man oh, she's so good <laughs> she's <Yes>. so good <laughs> i i'd like so the oh, go, go, go ahead the funny thing is, like, uh, I finally watched. I came out like I don't know five years ago now. Mm-hmm. The the kid who would be king, like it's a it's a kitty like King Arthur modern movie, yeah. right? And I'm watching it. And I like it's seen snippets of it. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna watch this. She's the she's the mom. She's the mom for the the lead kid in this huh. story. So I'm like, wait a minute, why is Lieutenant Deidre? <laughs> and she's like, you know, the concerned mom, and she does fine. This is just like, whoa, okay, like is a huge contrast with just this steel-backed like ice-cold intelligence officer mm-hmm. ah yes and she's on the wrong side but i'm rooting for her because the other the other thing that makes her i think relatable in a way is like she's dealing with other people that are ambitious but are not necessarily virtuous which sounds weird for someone who's part of a horrible like oppressive regime but she's like no 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 we need to actually do our job not just good enough right yeah it's not it's not it's almost a thing of personal morals than it is about what the machine is doing it's kind of like i just want to do my best job now now your best job could be uh you know, it could be a chainsaw. Right. We're gonna oppress <laughs> but, these people to the to the tenth. Right, but but it's but it almost like I said, this is beautifully written to the point where 
you don't see the bad guy as a bad guy. You see it as a person trying to do a good job, even though that good job is going to cost the person that you're quote unquote rooting for. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's this whole thing we talked about before too about just everybody being competent and and the ones that are not it's logical as like in real life you're going to have some people that's incompetent and you're going to have the people who's really trying to hold the whole thing up by doing the right mm-hmm. thing and so the, the you know the way it's broken down is really nice to see in a story versus this is how yes. it would look in real life versus you know everybody missing everybody doesn't know what's going on everybody's incompetent like i said this this is almost too good to be star wars <laughs> so this, this, i i this, saw an article <laughs> this should have I... been this 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 is the, those other movies we got this is where it should have went yes. this is this is what it should and the thing about it is i don't know if everybody would be able to digest it so I understand that, but for those, if you're making this for the crowd who grew up on it and now they're adults, this would be perfect for it. Now, was this for like the little kids who want to see the lightsabers and all the stuff, you know, all the no. action stuff? No, it's not. No. But but man, if they would have rolled this on the side of the other stuff that they were doing, mm-hmm. just to be like, okay, you know, one for them, one for us, I wouldn't be mad. So the the, the funny thing is, so my buddy Esteban. You know, we grew up on Star Wars, played a lot of Star Wars games, but he he was so fucking pissed off and disappointed with the sequels, right? Because mm-hmm. they're they're bad, they're bad, they're bad, <laughs> right? And right. really hasn't tried to ingest any of the new stuff, right? With the Mandalorian and the rest of it, I think he maybe saw some of the Mandalorian, but he's just like, I'm done, I'm done. And so yesterday, you know, we have a Discord with some other people, and somehow start he got on a rant about like oh fucking andor show it's you know it's it's just gonna be rogue one which is like his issue with sort of rogue one is just like oh it's, they're just gonna have another like vader scene show up and like all the fanboys are gonna lose their shit and i had to like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna hold back here and i'm just gonna gently go like well actually <laughs> someone who's been watching it it has these qualities and these qualities and it doesn't have that thing you're worried about and this and this and this and this and this He's like, maybe. <laughs> and then, like an hour later, he he pings me in the Discord with a fucking picture of Cyril, and he's just like, "This is this is this is every one of Ryan's uh, tabletop RPG characters he's ever made." And I was like, "One, that is slander, and two, you're kind of right." <laughs> so, well, I, I'm gonna check up on him and see how far he gets in it. Like, because yeah, if, if anyone watches like the first three episodes, it's like, right. okay, this is clearly, clearly different from a lot of the other stuff. Even the other good things, like the Mandalorian, and right. eh, okay, Obi Wan was, Obi Wan was okay, Obi Wan was okay, right? Yeah. But like, this is the one where it's like, oh, you wanted something that grew up with you. This is it. This is it. This like, is it. so. So, okay, so, so I want to speak on Cyril as you know, I want to touch on that because the show started off with him and his mom and he's kind of defeated back at home with his mom. His mom is kind of like, you know, 
she's kind of criticizing him about his uniform because he's got his uniform once again modified mm-hmm. um, adjusting things and I like that conversation they had about what, is you th- what do you think that says you know in his head he's seeing one thing but to the outside world they might see it as something else so I even like that was even a conversation that was said out loud for us to witness right so I, I enjoyed that I, I you know it's a lot of character building um, he's getting a hookup from his uncle so they can give him a you know a good government job you know something in, out of the way where he can't hurt t- too much he can't be hurt can't hurt nothing oh you know? so i've seen the next episode so <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, so, so something that's kind of like out of the way you know and you could tell he does not want this job and this episode had a lot of confirmation for the other side deidre and also him so he uh-huh. sees something on TV about that whole thing going down, right? The whole, mm-hmm. the the bank heist, the simple bank heist. And he's putting two and two together and like, wait a minute, I was in on this part. I kind of know the players. I know something else is going on. I was right. <laughs> and he's not going to let that go. He lost no. too much and he's going to get it back. And if it was even just to say, hey, I was right, you were wrong. He's going to make sure that's being said and to the right people. And so, yeah. and Deidre had the same moment where, you oh. know, she was realizing the pieces coming together and she thinks it's, and it was so interesting to see how, how the empire was just, we're going to tighten our grip and they're responding with ego, right? To the point where they don't yeah. see that, that this is the beginning of something and not, not the end of it they just took it right. as a slight they stole my money these are just thieves and nothing else is going on and how dare they what we'll do we'll drive up the taxes and we'll put our thumbs on everybody and if somebody you know whatever steps out of line you know, we'll give them six years whatever the, you know so it's all this stuff but it's moving from ego and not being humble enough but then i guess something so big how would a giant ever see an ant or ever even contemplate that an ant could be coming to get them how, they, right. they don't see the they're not looking in that direction in that way with that view to see possible dangers even when it could be right up on them oh yeah well and and the interesting to, thing too is there's there's layers to what they're doing as well mm-hmm. because one of the things that we see towards the end of the episode is Andor, you know, this is, at, we're, we're skipping a beat here where he goes back to um, Ferrix and like, hey, yeah. I'm out, I'm Very out, we'll, and all yeah. that stuff, we'll get, we'll get into that, but he basically yeah. goes to Space Florida. And no, has... no, Cancun. I wrote down Cancun. <laughs> I've seen those beaches before. That looks very much like Cancun. But anyway. So he he's in space, Florida, and he, <laughs> on the surface, it's like it's pretty quick. It's like, oh, is he actually having a good time? Because like he's found someone to hook up with. He's mm-hmm. like hiding his money in the hotel room. Yeah. But they're like, hey, we need to go get. Dr-. He doesn't look happy at all, mm-hmm. at all. So I don't think he's happy with where he's ended up because you know he left everyone that he cared about behind. Right. But. He's just in vague proximity to some schmucks running away from, right. you know, security forces, and he just gets, like, pulled in 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, you're looking too nervous. Why are you looking around? And like, I'm just going to the pharmacy. And they're like, no, 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 you can stay right here. And just like, he's like, I didn't do anything. And he's like, nope, nope, you're under arrest. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Gets arrested, gets a six year sentence. And he's like, I'm just a tourist. Yeah, walking on the walking on the beach while brown. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, there you go. Not from the tan. And and the thing is, is like, as much as the empire is overreaching and overreacting, and it can be read that way of like, oh, mm-hmm. they did this thing, and and basically we're gonna spread the shit around, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. since it's an empire with a very strong military they're just going to treat their citizens like they're in the military mm-hmm. right so if someone in in a squad fucks up you punish the whole squad yep right and One that's what they're doing mm-hmm. which sucks and it's a horrible way to actually do discipline but yeah, it is <laughs> but he gets pulled in and as we're going to find out he's sent to prison like mm-hmm. they're just expanding all the prison sentences mm-hmm. because they want a prison labor force to do stuff. So it's not just the surface level of, hey, everyone stay in line. It's also like, we're going to take this opportunity to just arrest random people right. and have free prison labor. Right. And this was kind of mentioned when they were, you know, tightening their fists when they were talking about these crazy sentences and stuff they were going to do and, and taxing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's so interesting to see both sides of it. And like I said, even the thought process of it, this, this is giving so much that's usually just we have to assume a lot and guess a lot. We're seeing the thought process. You know, this is acting like a corporation would or the government would. These reactions are legitimate. Right. And you're seeing how they who they hit and how they hit. Right. And, and how you could have two, three, even maybe even 10 different versions of the same justice, mm. the same fairness, the same mm. equality, allegedly on, you know, and people are getting hit off on different levels in the same room. With different experiences, with the same mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Expe- it's heavy. Because, and, and this is this is a a good critique for any policing service is if enforcement is arbitrary, then your justice is undermined. Because if the enforcer can decide, I'm going to enforce this rule on this person, but not that person, you don't have justice. Right. right. At least from the way the empire is being presented, it's like, yeah, we need fucking bodies in in jail cells. So you, yeah. right? I have a quota. And to your to your point, like the fact that they're gonna tighten their grip, and Deidre's like, "What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Are they, oh, this is the wrong move. Like, this going is going to play into, into. their hands. Mm-hmm. It makes the empire look worse." And the thing is, there's, I think, in her head, and I think even in Cyril's head, there's their version of the Empire and mm-hmm. why it's the better option right, right now. Right. Right? Cyril might think it's perfect. I think Deidre is aware that it has flaws, right? Like, anything will have flaws. But she's like, this is going to make the Empire a worse version, and it's going to play into their hands. This is the yeah. wrong move to do, but... 
I, I did love after she had her scene where she made her case of like they're doing she's like I got receipts I loved right? it right I loved it I loved it because that dude just knew he had her because she didn't go by protocol didn't go she by a, protocol and all this kind of stuff and the way she broke it down and the way the guy was just kind of like I like, agree okay, point made <laughs> yeah. so and, and the, here's here's one of the impressive things about this so the new guy that they brought in oh, fuck, I can't remember his name Wolfful or something like that. Mm -hmm. He was a character that was created in the Clone Wars and was in Star Wars Rebels. He was in both of those animated shows. He was? So he's like an OG character, timeline-wise. Like, he knows Anakin Skywalker. Like, he was around, that sort of stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where it's like, they do not call out any of their Easter eggs. Right? All we need to know from the show is that he is above her superior. Right. Right? Right. He is someone that is important, but we don't need to call out the Easter egg. Right? Mm -hmm. And that scene works whether you know that, oh, yeah, he's got this long history and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. You know the the politics and power dynamics there. Mm -hmm. And for, um, and for sure, it was a swap in power in that moment. Oh, and, and, and she, I and I she got it. awarded his sector exactly since it was like, too we'll much take, for him. Right, we'll take I'll this out to, of your hands, right, out of your portfolio. To, yeah, give it to Deidre. And what I thought was so cool was when they walked out together. Yeah, our boss was, he, he was like, like, "Watch, watch your back." Your back. <laughs> It's like you back. just just because you won here doesn't mean the war is over. Oh, like it's just you just beginning. you just made an enemy. Yes. Like yes. he was he was a rival before. Mhm. Mm but he wasn't a nemesis. Now he's going to try and fuck your shit up. And it's just right. like welcome to office politics. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Like like Yeah. There's no fat. There's no fat. No, um, okay. So for the most part, we don't hit all the all the major points on episode seven, because basically it kind of ends with with him being with Andor being, um, you know, kind of corralled in into this crazy sentence for a crime he didn't commit. It's almost kind of like the, um, it's kind of like the I guess maybe the killer who. No, the bank robber who gets arrested on his off day when he wasn't robbing a bank. <laughs> right. You know, like he's a, he's a bank first, robber, but not this he got, day. He got arrested for something he didn't do. Right, right, right. right. He's a bank robber, but not today. Not today right. he got arrested for it. And arrested so, for mail fraud. Right, right. So it was just very interesting how that went, but it, it pretty much ended on that, um, which I thought was very I, kind of funny, but kind of like kind of fits. Because this show... <laughs> And then also to speak to what you were saying before about him, you saying that like he's trying to, uh, you know, kind of, you know, be happy or find a normal. Um, I think it's interesting that even in Paradise, he was not comfortable because he he's he's playing a character that he's not. He he played the character that everybody thinks he is. Like he's uncaring, unattached, mm -hmm. and don't care. Mm -hmm. And so when we see him in that role. He is not happy. He is not content. He's more content by maybe getting pulled in things not the way he would have wanted to be in them, but when he has his freedom to move within a certain kind of thing, being the, you know, 
agitator in a way, the way he wants to do it, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He 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 likes getting away. He likes to chase. He likes to he likes to I'm gonna get out of this situation. He doesn't mind that. So when he did when he quote unquote won, I don't think it ever sat with him anyway. Um and the scene I want to talk about too, uh, and we could kind of end with this, but this is before, you know, for the ending when he got, you know, uh, wrongly Picked accused. Up. But when he went and I can't think of the woman's name, but it's kind of like his mother. When he went to go back uh, to Mara. get Mara, when he went to go see her to kind of um, take her with him, you know, let's get away. I got the money and we could we could go. And, and she said the thing about how you don't understand why I understand why you have to go and you won't understand why I can't and I thought that was beautiful and I and I thought it was beautiful too that he inspired her and she didn't know it was him that inspired him and he right. and he didn't tell her no. he, he was the one and part of that and so it was interesting to see him himself being spoke to in the third person without interjecting and telling the truth in that, you know, like, I wonder what that would have been for him to say, like, hey, I was a part of the rebels. I was a part of that that thing. You know, he's trying to talk her out of the greatness that he did. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. oh, it was just a bank robbery. No, it's not just a bank robbery. This meant this meant that. Like, she read it. Like, like the people who who something is meant for. They can read it like like a book, even when it's like every other word missing. They can read between the lines and understand what's being said without the hand holding. Somebody who don't want to be bothered or don't have it in them, yeah, they were just like the Empire. They saw it as something that wasn't because of ego, because of disconnecting everything else. But those who is connected, they will find the truth in a grain of rice if it's there. They'll 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 find it. They'll find it. And so I thought it was beautiful that she felt like she had purpose in her life to the point where she's not going to join the one thing that she loved. And when she told him that, I thought that was beautiful. That that that's her son and her as far as she's mm-hmm. concerned, that's her son. And he feels the same way about her because when he's coming back to pay everybody else off and everything, he was coming to get her. Oh, and yes. so I thought that was beautiful and it says so much. So um I thought it was interesting that they didn't have him to tell her what his part of part was in that mm-hmm. and, and let her um, kind of have that without him saying, Hey, I gave that to you. I thought, I thought it was very powerful. It's, it's almost my, kind of my guess. My guess is the reason why he didn't tell her because he saw what her version of it meant to her. And if he just told her, like, oh, no, I was part of this bank heist. And also, I walked away. I walked away from this rebellion thing that you care about. True. Right? Because he was part of something bigger than than he wanted to really be a part of. Yes, and he was walking away from it. Even though he made it better. He made it a lot better. by, by, By one, for helping succeed and getting that money, but also getting rid of the loose end. That would have turned on them and made it worse for them. Because oh, yeah. really, if, if he didn't uh, take out dude, they would have. He would have took the, the whole thing. Would have fucked up. Yeah, yeah. that people would have still seen the heist. Yeah, but the rebellion wouldn't have gotten the <laughs> money. money. Right to continue on with what they were doing. Yeah, man, I enjoyed that part. It was very touching and um, it was a beautiful and, moment. And, and it was interesting too because, like, when he's 
when he's sort of going through the town mm-hmm. and he's flashing back to the main square mm-hmm. where it turns out that Mara's partner slash I'm guessing husband, his stepfather, yeah, got caught up. He was there were stormtroopers going through the crowd mm-hmm. and there was some utes that were throwing rocks and he stepped out to like dude fucking stop like they're gonna and they turn around and the stormtroopers fire it's implied that they shoot him and then they hang him it sounds like there's like this little montage piece where it's like there's bodies hung mm-hmm. in the square and it's yeah. raining and it looked like andor came to try and cut him down or something like it's like oh okay yeah. okay there's more to andor's feelings about the empire is just like vague disconnected jerks yeah. is like no they killed my stepdad yeah that's true huh. he's walking away from a lot he really is what did you think of the fact that um when she told him to stop looking for his sister she was just like you know pretty I... much like it's a fool's errand kind of thing like you know don't keep searching for her you know it's like it's a fantasy i i think that's genuine on her part i i don't think she's like i secretly know things about his sister but i'm not gonna tell him like i feel like they've got nothing left to to hide from each other at this point certainly on her part like she's just admitted that she's like i'm part of the rebellion (laughs) like yeah like she she hid that from him before she was clearly involved with the rebellion before like and now she's just like yeah the rebellion that's that's what i'm doing so i feel like she's genuinely trying to take an emotional need off his plate right because it definitely from what i recall the flavoring was like this is not your fault like yes exactly it's not on you like you're both kids da 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 like you're not gonna find her and it's as much to save him from the pain of mm-hmm. trying again over and over and over and over and over again and never finding her yeah and I also kind of took it as the fact that she has in her head that she's never gonna see him again and she oh, won't yeah. be that buffer to kind of even though she would probably never say give up she would always be there to kind of offset the situation to keep him busy or to change the subject or kind of yeah. be there to kind of you know you know, like I said, pretty much offset his feelings in his situation. And if she's not going to be there anymore, let me just tell you, just don't do it. And like you said, it's not your fault because I, you know, it's kind of like my, my, my goodbye. This is the last knowledge I'm, you know, last thing I'm going to share with you. I'm not going to be always be here to tell you to do this and that. So I'm telling you now, you know, it's not your fault. Don't, don't keep chasing. Don't keep, you know, cause you know, I won't be here to, for you to fall back on. I won't be here to console you. I won't be here. So I, I, it was very touching. That whole thing was um, was beautiful. Was beautiful. Um, I guess one one more last thing. I think it's cool seeing the inner workings of of the empire, seeing how massive it is. The same thing with the city and things like that. Like when mm-hmm. I saw Star Wars as a child. I never saw it like this. This is like some Blade Runner futuristic. It's massive. It's uh huh. It, like when they say like a cog in the piece, when you like it's they so actually world. Changed. It's a world building. It's, it's so they, they they changed 
the architecture on Coruscant. Hmm. So a lot of people have been commenting like, dude, I watched the prequels and like it's all shiny and glittery and soft, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like you look at Coruscant now and it's like, did the brutalist architecture firm take over, right? Like, because that's that's communist architecture for the most part, brutalism, where it's just like, no, we're not going to put human features on buildings. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all just going to be rough shapes. There's your building, mm -hmm. right? And we have some of those even in the United States, but like, it was a thing out of quote unquote authoritarian regimes. Mm -hmm out of out of the soviet union so it's like they brought that flavor into how coruscant feels yes right mm -hmm. and it's like oh that's that's a switch in the setting as a character that is you know projecting sort of the vibe right i mean even if you think about it realistically so cyril gets like the job at the uh was it Bureau of Measures and Standards? I think Bureau of go. Standards. So the layout is grand and impressive, right? It's like a, a it central like an egg lower... carton. <laughs> a big old like egg the carton. Just sitting the lower little... floor has like just sort of cubicle, sort of this mm -hmm. brutalist cubicle layout, right. one after another, and then there's like the tier above that that's open off to the sides, just progressive tiers going out almost like a stadium mm -hmm. and it's like that's impressive and overwhelming which is the impression you want on the person there it's very cold and impersonal but it's also mm -hmm. like that's a waste of space <laughs> <laughs> like it looks really cool but um now we can why don't you not have the floors open like that and then you can have more floor space and put in more cubicles and more grandeur cubicles. and presence yeah. and presentation is more important than Yes. <laughs> that was an interesting thing because like he was talking about like you know he has this black mark on his record because mm -hmm. the the incident didn't go well right and i'm not sure how to interpret what his new manager was like well why don't we get started and we can start undoing that and i was just like whoa, whoa, whoa. i don't know if undoing is the right word but like expunging that or whatever and it's like wait do you mean you're gonna cover it up or or he, just like you're gonna like work think, past your black mark right like, that's how i took it because it almost seemed like he gave him a worse job as he kept talking to him like you start cleaning up you can clean up this fuel you know so i took it as him being a smart butt talking about you know oh, you want to work you want to clean something let's start over here because it looked like his he went to another section that was like let me Matter of fact, it's almost like you're going to be a troublemaker. Let me put you over <laughs> in the far corner yeah. over here where you could clean fuel. Have fun doing Excel spreadsheets. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I kind of took it. But, um, but yeah, because it's interesting to see, uh, refreshing to see. Yeah, even the stuff with Mon Mothma, like with her banking friend. Yeah, I thought that was right? kind of Because cool the whole too. thing is like she's been trying to unlock her family's wealth mm -hmm. from Chandrilla just like oh they changed the things like oh i've got this old friend from mm -hmm. high school basically it sounds like yeah, they grew up together as and kids. she's trying without telling him what for right that i love whole, that conversation. yeah it's so good because he she's just testing the water testing the water testing mm -hmm. the water testing the water because if she tells the wrong person mm -hmm. the wrong thing mm -hmm. she's dead right 
<laughs> and, and I like how the conversation went to even where he was like, you know, because she was talking about like she wanted to work with him and ask a favor. And she was like, he was like, well, you might not like my politics. And I kind of right. like how that even went and, down, too. And, like, it, and it was like, well, judging from your friends. Right. right? Exactly. Like hanging this out with us. all the other senators. Right. And right. it's like, right. you may not like my politics. Right. And, she, and that was like the opening to where she's like, right. oh, thank God. And I this guy that. doesn't agree with mm-hmm. a whole bunch of shit going on. So right. Right. let's let's just uh, need money for what? Right, right. And that's what Best we got. if you don't know. Right. Oh. And I love the breakdown where we're talking about her driver and she can't even trust her husband and he's walking up. I'm like, wow. So I just like, man, she is alone. She is totally alone. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was interesting that Luthen knew about her trying to do this money thing with her friend. Uh-huh. He mentioned that. So that means his ears are to the ground. So, yeah, the streets are, are listening. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's fascinating too. Aside from sort of like all this great, like this is a character show. Yes, right? it is. It is a character-driven show. But like looking at this episode in the space of the series now, mm-hmm. like going from the first arc and then the second arc, like you really can see the justification for just like we got to take a moment to pause and reset the status quo right because that's what's happening for everyone in this episode the status quo is is being reset for everyone right Mm -hmm. val's given new orders to go kill andor andor's like i got my money peace i'm out also i'm not happy also i'm under arrest Right. right deidre's up and recognized and given power and also warned to watch your back like all these all the characters are in new positions now right mm-hmm. mon mothma's freaked out but also like finally she's got some motion going maybe with her banking friend like right. it's really great and it takes us as i have seen at least the next episode even though the ninth one is also out i haven't seen it yet like it's like oh now we're ready to rock and roll with the next arc and it's just like with everything else there's not a wasted moment i'm looking to binge the next three i'm trying to be good I, on purpose i didn't yeah there's on episode nine i was going to lean into it but i know that i would lose my focus on seven not because seven isn't important but it rise together all nicely and that's why we start grouping them together in the first place because well i i could imagine that this whole 12 episode series could be re-edited into a two and a half hour movie and it would still be strong as hell. I believe that. I believe that. Now, would it be as full as this? No, but I'm not saying that the stuff they would cut out would be not important. I'm just saying like, you could have this, you could have this experience two ways and it would be fine regardless. You could take the major plot points and it'll still be strong. And squeeze it into two and a half. Yeah. That's how it would normally go. And it might even feel rushed because there's still a exactly. lot of plot points. I could not imagine if this was done a different kind of way, what a loss we would have had. Right. An experience that we would have had with knowing these characters and learning these characters to be cut into like a two and a half hour, three hour movie. That would oh. be. And that's how we normally deal with 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 this content. This is normally how we deal with it. And even when they do long formatted content like shows like this, it's not this dense. 
no. It's not. It usually some weird filler episodes with a whole bunch of stuff you don't know nothing about. It has nothing to do with nothing, and people run in circles, messing themselves up, and out of character just to fit the plot point and stuff like that. Right. Everybody's been true to themselves from the jump. How could we be in episode seven and everybody's acting like how they act? Interweaving all these characters. Mm-hmm. It's not even one-sided. You get you get the the Empire side and you get the Rebellion side. You get the people on the grunt work on the ground and you get the people on top playing with the money right. and, and doing logistics. You know, we, we see the, you know, the fact at this point, it's crazy. Andor still has not joined the rebellion. Bravo. Like, of not just like, nope, yep, bad thing happened to him. He's going to join the rebellion. It's like, no, no, not everybody's there. Yeah, he goes in his own time, but he still has purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole thing with the reluctant hero. You can still be a hero. You just don't oh, want to. Man. You just don't want the title. That's all. Talk about rejecting the call. I mean, yeah. like on the hero's journey, it's like call to action. Then you have to reject it first. Like th- this is literally what happens to Luke. It's like, hey, you're touched mm-hmm. by destiny. Your father was a great Jedi. You should come join me, help out, and do things. He's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna go home. Right. Boom! Your your farm's blown up. All right, now you down? Like, okay. The thing about destiny, you end up where you're supposed to be anyway. Right. So you can't avoid it. So regardless, you take the long way around or go straight through, you're going to end up where you need to be. And like I said, for for we, for us to know his end and how it ends and all the rest of that stuff, it's amazing that this is just flailing all over the place with all these crazy Hail Marys and stuff. It still counts. It's still not wasted opportunity. It's still not... I've seen characters that we love that are still around treated worse. <laughs> oh, you know what oh, I mean? So for a character that, that we know is going to be gone and we know we, we seen his end already. And so for it, to, for, for this to be done like this, it's, it's amazing. Like I said, so as, as my buddy Esteban was, you know, ragging on star Wars the other day, you mean, you mean to tell me it's not a show where I'm going to find out where Chewbacca got his favorite hydro spanner from as like, no, it's not really like that. Like, oh, they're doing this, this, this. So you're not gonna, they're not gonna tell me where Mon Mothma got like one of her sashes or some <laughs> shit. I'm like, no, dude, I, I think they're actually doing, doing a pretty good job with Mon Mothma. Like, he has to trust you. He knows that you're not, you know, you're not blowing. Well, he smoke. started watching it, so okay. we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, and I think the the other the other thing that I came across was they were doing an interview with the director mm-hmm. who did the first first couple episodes i'm not sure if that's like the first you know two arcs or first arc or whatever but um he was saying you know he was worried because he is a star wars fanboy right i believe it and like his concern and also the concern of the showrunner was that like you're just gonna go go ham with like easter egg easter egg we're gonna do this we're gonna do that right and like the showrunner was like and the showrunner is the original writer for Rogue One was like, yo, don't. Like, you need yeah. to treat this like a character-driven story that just happens to be in Star Wars. And if you yeah. focus on telling that narrative first, mm-hmm. cool. And it's yeah. it really shows. It really shows. Because their fucking yeah. Easter eggs are not highlighted at all they're so subtle there's like none of the there's no like stunt casting with like all this sort of stuff 
But I think sometimes the Easter eggs could be a thing. Okay, when that first concept thing even started, I think that it was earnest in the beginning. Then it became a tool used by people who wasn't familiar with the lore. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was street cred on the cheap, right? Easy dopamine hit. Let me let me see what comic book cover everybody liked, and we'll make sure that character poses like that in this shot. And then we'll put it in the trailer, but not in the movie. <laughs> we know that these characters are connected to them, so when they're checking on the computer, let's throw in that name. So they know enough to throw these names in that are obscure and only people who really know the stuff would know, but they can't write the characters correctly that is coming uh-huh. across this information. So that's how that's the telltale. That, that's how you know when it's being used to, to get points when they didn't earn them. Right. And so I think when you actually know what's going on, you can move in levels. Now, the geeking you will want you to be like, show all your hands, but truly, you know, if you're connected, you could do it with a head nod. Right. And who is for will understand what you're doing. Right. And I think, too, with like, especially, you know, going back with characters and stuff, like, there's a, uh, what, what thing can we randomly expand on with this character in the past? Uh, versus do we have a story with a core to it? that would work with this character if we don't then let's not do anything <laughs> like right right but I'm, I'm sure that's not how executives <laughs> work they're like hey we have this ip do that character uh, oh, oh okay well, and see. at least with andor it's working i was about to say you see what they do with book of boba fett <laughs> oh my god they didn't know what to do with that <laughs> And it's uh, yeah, that whole thing is still so baffling because like it it's the same showrunners as the Mandalorian, like that's John Favreau. So some I don't know. I don't know. We, yeah, we have not, to get... not gonna not gonna retread <laughs> that stuff. We got what seven episodes talking about. <laughs> Uh, go uh, go back know, if, and watch the old episodes, y'all. <laughs> if, if if Book of Boba Fett is what I had to get through to get towards Andor, yeah, worth it. <laughs> so worth it. So worth it. Oh man. Okay. Well, we can end it on that. Um, I I can't even do speculation for what's no, coming you next, can't because I already <laughs> seen. I've only seen the next episode, and it's just like oh, oh. Oh, wow. okay. Okay. Mm, okay, things are fucking happening. Like, okay. dude. It's like, I'm already like, okay, oh. this is clearly another arc. Clearly another arc. You know how rude am I? Um, I need to do our introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I catch him? Like, because you, you started to go in. And I was like, oh, all right. We're just talking now. Let's not interrupt the flow. We can always do the intro later. And it was funny because when I got to talking, I was like, you know, I ain't going to mess it up with that. So sometimes when the flow is just good. And what's crazy is I really don't trip too much on how we're going to start our conversations because we normally, you know, do our little catch up thing. And it just kind of goes into the conversation just very quickly and easily anyway. And for that reason, I was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. So uh, I'm Jay, and tonight I have me, the resident Jedi geek extraordinaire. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, Ryan! I swear, I swear, like in two years, that title is gonna have like thirty fucking descriptors on it. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. You deserve it. Yeah, man. I cannot wait for these next. This is gonna, man. So okay, so we got what eight, nine, and ten, and then we got twelve total, right? It's gonna be twelve. Twelve episodes. Twelve. Okay. That's gonna be interesting to see how they space out. Yeah, like the last year because. So that's gonna be like a two-hour movie nine, to end it. Yeah, so, eight, nine, ten. Assuming it's a three arc, it might be a longer arc because mm -hmm. it might go through to eleven, and then like twelve is a wrap-up episode. I don't know. Or just like a two-hour movie at the end, just to wrap it up. But we'll see. Considering what they're setting up, I could. Can... <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Just, just, yeah. yeah, man. I want them to go the whole show as many seasons as they do, mm -hmm. and have zero force users. Zero, zero. Just keep it grounded. You know what? Movies. Yes, yes. I love how they're pulling this together. Uh, on that thing about like you know not doing their, um, you know the the director and the the showrunner not, you know doing their Easter eggs and stuff. Even when it comes like it, it's been a very human centric show yes they do have aliens mm -hmm. right but they're like <laughs> yeah but they're like backgrounded right yeah, yeah. and occasionally one will be somewhat foregrounded a little bit but they're never like "Ooh, look at this cool alien right right right, right? they don't want to distract with that type of spectacle mm -hmm. right um so again it's just one of those things where it's like they're really focusing on the story yeah. And like the outside of the very few fights that they've had, and mm -hmm. outside of the eye, which, holy shit, was again also wow. part of an action combat scene of like that is spectacular spectacle. Like it's like let's tell a character story. So yeah, they they're doubling down on that and sticking to it. So yeah, yeah. Next episode's electric though. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Knock your socks off. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind. I'm looking forward to it. I guess those are kind of final words, but you have any other final, final kind of words to end with? Jeez. I love this show. Hey, I'll take it. I love it too. I love it's it not too. quite the spy show I thought it was going to be, but like, I am not disappointed. Like, not at all. I would not have guessed it to be this because I haven't seen anything quite like this especially an ip that i'm aware of already doing this mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah this far in still this good still this energy i'm still engaged i don't know how everybody's taking the show i think some of the people are probably burned out from the other shows or a little gun shy from because of the other shows and i like, think there's also some people that are like, like wait i wanted a popcorn show or they're not looking for this kind of a show so it's interesting to see but i hope that it's appreciated and like i said i thinking that if it's not appreciated now i think when people have a chance to actually sit and binge it or watch it at their own pace the way the show moves if you're not used to this kind of pacing you will figure out something else to be watching Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people are definitely spoiled on the we're gonna release a whole season binge yeah. approach. And because, you know, Disney and a lot of other streaming services are now going to we're gonna release one a week so that people mm -hmm. just don't get a month subscription and binge twenty shows and then leave. Right. Like our attention span is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. 
but like i will make fucking psas once this thing is fully out and be like yo have you been hurt by star wars yeah <laughs> I'm back to the fold <laughs> like have are you tired of like <laughs> sort of kid focused star wars are you looking for the adult version of star wars that's like complex and has gray morality and complex characters this show's for you <laughs> good catching up with you man <laughs> all right so this has been jay <laughs> and goofball ryan <laughs> we're signing out <laughs> till next time peace or star wars <laughs> you're stupid <laughs> i just got I it. at least thought ahead on that one oh <laughs> right. wait a minute and star- okay you're slick all right all right good. <laughs> We're going to stop this conversation here, but we're going to hit you back with another one soon.